<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We may have to decide, you know, that we just can't take this, these cases until we get our caseloads down to where we can effectively represent the state. Rhode Island Attorney General Peter Narona fresh from a fight with the governor and getting what he wanted in the end. Holding the powerful accountable from Washington, D.C. to right here in southern New England. This is 10 News Conference with Gene Valicenti. It was really just kind of disorienting. I didn't know where to go when I first started looking into my mom's case. And if something like this had existed back then, it certainly would have been a huge help. That's Lauren Malloy looking for justice in her mother's murder, a case that went cold but mighty up again with more funding now for cold cases in the Attorney General's office. Let's get right to Rhode Island Attorney General Peter Narona in with us on 10 News Conference. Good morning. Thanks for coming in. Good morning, Gene. A lot to talk about. This case, in these cold cases, you wanted mm. more money to pursue that. Yeah. And I know the governor kind of cut your budget a little bit, but you got what you wanted in the end, correct? Yeah, look, you know, yes is the short yeah. answer. We were looking for more resources to help us do cold cases, more work in the environment, energy, health care. Mm all needed resources. Our office is chronically uh, understaffed. Yep. We're half of the size we should be. So this investment of 15 new resources will help us quite a bit. All right, so you complained you weren't getting enough money. I know the governor gave you a pushback. We'll get to your relationship with him. It's not the best, there's no, there's yeah. no secret here. Uh, but what did you do? Uh, you went to Senate President Ruggiero and Sakarich and said, here's what I need, and you got what you needed? Well, yeah. Make it simple for us. Yeah, look, we made a strong case. I mean, if you, if you think about where this state would have been, had our office not been here for the last four years. Mm -hmm. We'd be looking at a healthcare system uh, that would have failed in North Providence, Fatima uh, Hospital and Roger Williams because we stepped in there and got $80 million in escrow. We were able to analyze the merger uh, between Lifespan and Care New England, 80% yep. potentially of our healthcare one place. Department of Health couldn't do that. We intervened on Block Island yep. and got a great result out there. So what was my pitch? If you give us these resources, we will deliver. We're doing more than ever. Mm -hmm. We're understaffed, our caseloads are too high. And so I said to the speaker and the Senate president, give us these resources, we'll continue to deliver. And they saw the case that I made was strong and I'm very grateful to the right. General Assembly for this investment. Before you went to them and you saw what the governor uh, sent over, what he was proposing, why didn't you pick, pick up the phone and talk to him? You guys don't talk. Well, well, that's, let, yeah. Let that's me, not a healthy relationship. Well, look, for you're a cabinet member. He's the governor. Sure. You don't. Well, I'm not a cabinet say, member. I'm an independent uh, constitutional I, 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 officer. I, I, you're a, a general officer. Correct. Not a cabinet member. You're absolutely right. General officer Correct. elected, and I know the difference. I miss. I know you do. General <laughs> officer, but it's not a healthy relationship that you can't call yeah. him. Yeah. Well, look. You know the the uh, the staff works just fine together. But let me let me go through that uh, budget uh, question that sure. you just asked. So every year um, we go and make a pitch to a governor as to what we think we need. Right. And with Governor Raimondo, look, we know that we're not likely to get everything, but we often get a phone call that says, well, look, we can't do this. What, do you, what, creation, what creative solutions do you have? This is the way it went. We made our pitch. We didn't get any questions. Then the budget was proposed right. without any resources for the office. And so under those circumstances, I felt like I needed to fight for my office yeah. and by fighting for my office, fighting for Rhode Islanders. And that's what we did. And we achieved the right result in the end. But if you had a better relationship with the governor, you said, this is Rhode Island. We all know yes. each other. Yes. 
you would have picked up the phone and said, hey, can you help me out a little bit yeah. here? I need a little more. You're not, you're hurting yeah. me over here. You didn't do that because you have no relationship with him. When did yeah. this all fall apart? Well, look, it's hard for me to really pinpoint it, Gene. I think, look, let's, let's just be candid. Uh, let's be candid. The office has done a series of investigations involving the governor and or his staff. And right. whether that has crossed a hair up there, I don't know. But I do know oh, that... Oh, wait. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me make a leap of faith. Maybe it <laughs> has. crossed a hair. You have the ILO investigation still pending. You brought an investigation along with the FBI while he was running for office. So I, I may have phrased that a little naively, but let's, let's pursue it. You crossed his hair. Yeah, look, I think the bottom line is we do investigations as they come to us. You know, the... The investigation of Bud Craddock down at the DMV. Yep. I mean, you know, we came out pretty strongly about how about how that, you know, as the owner of a rental property that was running a prostitution ring, not not Mr. Craddock himself, but, right. but probably should have known what was going on there. Yes. We did an investigation into Mr. Silva, the then chief of staff yep. of the governor, which was not complimentary, let's face it. And so whether those things or other things have led to this point, I don't know. But the bottom line is this. As an independent constitutional officer, right. I have everything I need to do my job for the people of the state of Rhode Island. Absent resources. Yep. We got those resources, and we're going to continue to deliver. So with regard to Bud Craddock, you spanked him. You wrote a very nasty report in no. the end. You didn't charge him. Same Correct. thing with Tony Sylvia. You Correct. spanked him. Correct. And uh, with the governor, we don't know if you're going to spank him because the ILA report is not in. Why don't you tell me now? Are you going to spank him? Oh, I can't. I can't give you that, Gene. You look, there's an ongoing investigation with... Uh, my colleagues uh, in the federal government. And, and whether it involves a governor directly or not, I, I'm yeah. not in a position to say, nor can I predict the outcome of that investigation. We'll see where it lands. All right. You know, it's been going on a long time. Yeah, and, Not unusual, and, and though, I for federal investigations. I know, but he was running for re-election. I felt it was a cloud over his head. Yeah, understood. That apparently crossed his hair. Do, can you see his side of the story? That, wow, of course I do. But, but, you know, we have a job to do. I have a job to do. And, yeah. and the politics can't enter into the job. Um, I have a job to do when it comes to investigating allegations of misconduct. Okay. Uh, I have that duty to the people around to do that, and I can't change that timing based on politics. Sometimes and it's unfortunate. It's certainly not the only time it's happened. We try to address it the best way we can. And I, th I like to think I was fair about it. You asked me once about yeah. it, and I said, look, no one should make any judgments until the investigation is right. over. So you think all these things you just mentioned, do you think he, uh, well, he wanted to spank you back? Who Maybe knows? with that budget Who proposal, knows? didn't give you enough Who money. Knows? Look, here, the bottom line was this, Gene. I knew all along yeah. that because of the good work that we've done, I had $16 million in a bank account mm -hmm. that could only be used for legal fees in my office. And look, if we'd been able to have that conversation with the governor, we may have been, ended up in a different place faster. But it got done in the end. And I will tell you, for the morale of the office, it's been a great yeah. thing. And we are going to continue to deliver for Rhode Island. All right, you've said you don't, you, know, you don't have enough staff. Now, let me yeah. ask you this. The state troopers in Massachusetts get paid better. Mm. Okay, sometimes Rhode Island, we, 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 don't, we don't line up or match up with other states because of our size, because of our demographics, because of a lot of things. Mm. So make the case. You, uh, you're saying we're what? Well, they, if you're understaffed, you've always been understaffed in Rhode Island. Totally. So let me give you the, the best comparison point. The state of Delaware is the same size as Rhode Island, mm -hmm. same population. They have an AG's office just like ours. It's unique. Right. It's both the AG function and the DA function, meaning we prosecute all the serious crimes yep. and we handle all the civil matters, healthcare, environmental, energy, et cetera, consumer protection. Yeah. Just like our office, twice the number of attorneys, more than twice actually, yeah. 250 attorneys. I have 100. We are just chronically understaffed. Now, we're getting it done, mm -hmm. but it is a strain on the office. And I do think that we, we do lose, in some instances, good people because the workloads are incredibly high. My special victims unit, which does cases involving crimes against children, 
Those 10 prosecutors have over 200 cases each. That is not sustainable. They're doing a great job. They're hungry to do the work, but it's taken its toll. And at least these 15 resources are going to help us, for sure. Uh, with regard to Governor McKee, he's having a bad week. Uh, number one, there was the Capitol Grill sizzler, the email, the Philadelphia story. You're familiar with the Cranston Street Armory redevelopment. What a frittata this thing is. Yes. Does that pique your interest? Are you looking at that from your, from your point of view as Attorney General? Well, look, the state police, um, we know, have been doing an investigation. The governor asked for it. Yeah. But the state police can't effectively do a criminal investigation without working with us. Because should they find something, it's my office that in the end has to prosecute yeah. it. And I think we are better when we are working cases together. So, long answer, I'll, I'll get to the point now. We are now working with the state police to just see what this is. This could be sort okay. of minor, there's no minor ethics issue, but they may not be things that my office would address and are best addressed by the Ethics Commission, but I'm not in a position to say that affirmatively, uh, definitively right now. You, you said that it was news to you to find out the state police yeah. were investigating, that the governor had, had referred that email to yeah. the state police. You were, you were not happy about that. Well, look, I think... Um, I've been a prosecutor for a long time, Gene. It was most of my career, and I've led prosecutorial offices now for more than a decade. I know whether the investigating agency is the FBI or the state police. We're better when we're brought in early. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen here. Look, I, I cast no blame on the yeah. state police or any, on anybody else. From their perspective, they want to reach a certain point before they come to us. You know, that's more of an art than a science, but we're on the same page now, and we'll get to the right place. So you don't think Colonel Weaver owed you a phone call? Say, look, Mr. I, Attorney General, I got this from the governor. I just want you to know I'm looking into this. Yeah, you know, deal. look, would I prefer that to happen? Sure. Okay. But we're on the same page now. We had a good meeting in my office about 10 days ago, and, and we're continuing to talk. We're going to meet again this week. Yep. Uh, so we're on the same page. All right. And you, you're on the case, so to speak. This yeah, whole we'll thing into, with Philadelphia, yeah, you're there. Yeah, look, the state police effectively can't do a criminal investigation without my office. So eventually this had to come together, and it has now. All right. And we come back more with the Attorney General. Let's talk health care. The big issue for you, and there's sure a lot is. to do still ahead. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Thank you for turning to 10, your news leader. 10 News Conference with Gene Valicenti continues right now. You know, oftentimes that's going to be uh, involve a balancing of the privacy interest of the person involved with the uh, with how the record, in this case, the body cam footage, advances the public interest. Body cams, every police department is going to get them. In fact, I think most have them by now. Remember, yeah, Attorney General, you support right. this. Are they working out as as you'd expect? Yeah, look, we we put together the policy, Gene, and I'm really pleased we were able to get the funding from the General Assembly and a federal grant we obtained. The, the uh, delegation was great as well, and they're on 
a lot of police officers will be on all of them you know in the near future and they are really helping us drive to the truth of, of what happens when there is a uh, the intersection of the public and police officers which sometimes doesn't always go as well as we'd like so they're really helpful in that regard right. let's talk health care you had yep. a big role in health care particularly yep. with the failed lifespan care new england merger that yep. just flopped and uh, there's a change in the administration at both of those hospitals, yeah. new people in, I had them in, and they both said, look, when it comes to merger talk, that's a long way out. Yeah. Would, you, would you consider you think a merger is still in the best interest of those two entities, even though you scuttled the last one? Well, it's hard to say, Gene. So, so when, you, when you put, if they still have 80% of our healthcare system, I think it's, the threshold is 30% with the FTC. Yeah. And so that's also our target. So they're just too big now to, to merge in a way that I think would be good for Rhode Islanders. But I think if you step back, we, we really have to understand what's driving our healthcare problems. And, 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 I, and we're working on that in the office. And what I can tell you now is this, that every healthcare system in, the, in Rhode Island, at best, can meet its bottom line, meaning they can pay their uh, ongoing expenses. But what they can't do is invest back into their infrastructure. Right. And the reason for that is, is that their private public payer mix is not where it should be. So what do I mean by that? All of them, even the ones in the best shape, are at around 70% Medicare or Medicaid. And the 30% is commercial insurance. When you have that mix and your reimbursements in Rhode Island are already less than they are in, say, in Massachusetts, it's really hard for hospitals to meet the bottom line, mm -hmm. stay in the black on operating costs, and invest back into the hospitals. So we have to fundamentally change that mix. And there are lots of ways to do that. Raise Medicaid, uh, grow more jobs in Rhode Island so that we get more people on commercial real estate. It's complicated, but I worry that we're not thinking strategically enough, and we need to do that to make sure that our hospitals don't fail. That's a politician's uh, workload. You're the attorney general. You're the regulator. Well, we're also the healthcare advocate, Gene. Yeah. So as healthcare advocate, we have a big role in healthcare. Yes, we regulate, but right. also there's no reason we can't do strategic thinking, particularly if there's an absence of it elsewhere in state government, which I believe that there is. So we are really working towards coming up with a plan uh, where we can both explain the problem, as we've just done a little bit with you, right. and then propose solutions. Now, you know, your, your hand in this, in, in this merger, and what, what turned out to be a failed merger, you, you, it was scuttled, uh, yes. largely on your, on your report and your recommendations not to go ahead with it. You, that amounted in a change at the top for both of these hospitals. Yeah. There are new people running this with a new vision, and they told me that, well, any merger is way, way out. Have you met with both of these new people? I have, you know them? Yeah, look, I think, I think it is... Um, I think it says a lot when everybody involved in healthcare, frankly, wants yeah. to meet with me and come to my office and talk. Um, Senator Reed and I had a great conversation recently around healthcare, what he could do to help this problem in Rhode Island. So yeah, I've met with both of them. You know, we're, they're not coming to me to talk about merger. They're talking about what I just said to you. Yeah. We, we can get to the black. You know, Dr. Wagner was very direct about that with me. I can get to the black. I can get there with mm -hmm. hard work. But being able to invest back into my hospital to grow my margin is very difficult yeah. the way healthcare is structured in Rhode Island. So we have to rethink how we structure healthcare. And we can do it. You know, if we increase our Medicaid um, reimbursements, we can get more federal money. But we haven't started working on that yet. So that's yeah. just one place we can go. We can fix this, but we need to have the strategic thinking to do it. And my, I'm hoping that my office can deliver it. And it's one of the reasons I asked for more resources, because two of those resources are going to go to just that. Over at Lifespan, uh, uh, President Fernandez told me, over the past 10 years, they've only made $5 million on average. Yes, and I, they would have yeah. lost money without the pandemic aid. Yeah, I saw your interview. They need to make, mul they need to make multiples sure. of that. Sure. That's a larger problem. It is a larger problem. I mean, you problem. addressed a lot of what you think would be the solution. Yes. 
but that's that's the money situation over sure. there. Five million a year. Sure. Not, that's not a lot of money for a place it like is. that. And, and Gene, it's worse elsewhere. At Fatima and Roger Williams Hospital, we got eighty million dollars in escrow from that private equity firm because they put those hospitals in a bad place. Mm -hmm. And that was the condition on which I would approve a change of ownership there. But five years out, that eighty million dollars mm -hmm. is going to be gone. And then what happens? You've got two hospitals with no endowment that can't make the bottom line. We know that they can't make the mm -hmm. bottom line. They're going to go one of two places, okay? Unless we change how we're doing healthcare, they're either going to close mm -hmm. or they're going to go to the General Assembly for money. Right, we have to be ready for that moment. Give me the either or with regard to Roger Williams and Fatima. I'm sorry, Gene. With, with regard to Fatima, yes, and, and uh, Roger Williams. What's the either or with those? Yeah, look, that's that is the either or. When the five years is up, when my eighty million dollars I have in escrow to yep. keep them going and invest is gone, they've either got to close or they're gonna to go to the General Assembly for more money unless we restructure how we pay for healthcare. The company that owns, this is not an empty statement I'm making here, the company that owns those hospitals, they own 20 around the country, they've already closed five that are just like our hospitals. They're gonna close those hospitals unless we reimagine healthcare here or the General Assembly bails them out. And we know there's no appetite for that. All right, let's a peripheral uh, discussion. CVS, I, yeah. I had you on and I said, would you be uh, shy up the to go after CVS with regard to the opioid crisis yes. that they had a hand in. They're going to write a big check for that. They are. And we're going to get some of it, but not a lot of it. What's your take oh, on we're getting, CVS? We're getting quite a bit. We're getting uh, tens of millions of dollars, so it's going to be a lot of money well, coming it's in. It's a multi-billion dollar settlement it paid is. over time. It's, yeah. it's, it's the size of your state and things like that. But go ahead. Yeah, so look, if you look at the money that we brought in from the opioid crisis alone, we're near, uh, nearing a quarter of a billion dollars before we added Walmart mm -hmm. and CVS and Walgreens. So that money is already delivering uh, results on the ground here. And so that just adds to the to the amount of money we have. And and uh, there's no reluctance on my part on going after CVS. There were two options there, bring our own lawsuit or mm -hmm. join with my fellow AGs. And uh, at the end of the day, that's what we decided to do. And that money's going to now flow. So there was no trepidation in getting very aggressive with CVS because uh, it's the home team. I don't think I could ever Why, be why might a reporter <laughs> I don't, wonder that? <laughs> no, look, I don't think anyone would accuse me of being uh, not as aggressive as I should be. Yeah. I think the, the complaint about me may be the opposite. But I think, and I say this to our young lawyers, we're here to fight for Rhode Islanders. And there's no fight I won't take on for them. Yeah. Look, what will happen with Rhode Island Energy? OK, the DPUC mm -hmm. effectively ruled against Rhode Islanders. And we went to court. Uh, to get $200 million back for Rhode Islanders when it comes to energy and energy rates. And the DPUC filed a brief against me. That's an astounding thing if you think about it. A state agency went to court and argued with National Grid that the Attorney General should not be fighting for them. Those are the kinds of problems we have to fix in Rhode Island. Uh, and if we don't fix them, we're not going to get to a better place. You know, you mentioned you used to be the U.S. Attorney. Mm. Just out of the blue, what's your take on what's going on with the Biden family? And the charges that were brought against yeah. Hunter and these charges that it was a sweet deal, favorable treatment, two standards of justice. What's your yeah, take on look, that, you just know, as an observer now? Yeah, Gene, it's, it's hard to say without being inside that case. I will say this. You know, the Department of Justice is full of career prosecutors. They have civil service protection, and so they don't serve at the pleasure of the president or yeah. the attorney general. And, and, and in general, I have a lot of faith in the Justice Department. And that's, you want to hold it there? Yes. All yes. right. <laughs> We've only got a couple of minutes. Perfect timing for that question to come out. Uh, with regard to the truck tolls, that case continues. We're spending a lot of money on truck tolls. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fighting it. Yeah. Look, you know, that's a decision, frankly, of the governor and the General Assembly. Right. I support them in that decision because I think there's an opportunity to get success there. But, you know, look, we'll see how it plays out in court. All right. All right. Attorney General Peter Narona. Nice to have you in. Gene, Before pleasure. I let you go, I, I do know you wanted to talk about environmental issues and uh, enforcement of environmental yeah. laws. You think you're making progress there? I so do. I'll give you the last word on that. Yeah, look, you know, we stepped up across the state. We, uh, we injected ourselves into uh, the issue with the Blackstone River. We took the city of Winsocket and the private operators to court 
you can't have sewage flowing into our Blackstone River, and we're going to fight to make sure that doesn't happen again. We fought for public access to the shoreline, including in Westerly. Mm -hmm. uh, the team is really doing uh, great environmental work, and I'm proud of them. Right, and with regard to the environment, we, we talk about Johnston. Johnson's Pond. Oh, Johnson's Pond. You're yeah. really involved there too, Gene. Making sure that that level doesn't go back to where it was right. last summer. Those residents deserve much better than that. You know, those residents didn't know that the, that pond or the water rights were for sale when this whole first thing happened. Yeah, look, when did I that, got... Did that surprise you? It, that yeah, it the did. Way it was yeah, working yes, it did. Yeah, it did. And then when I, I went out there and visited it last summer, you could easily see that someone needed to step in. And so with the help of some freshwater mussels, we were able to uh, go to court and stop the drainage of that pond. And uh, we're in a good place going forward. Look, we're all about finding the tools we need to do to make Rhode Island and Rhode Islanders uh, better. And what we're able to find in that case is that draining the pond impacted freshwater mussels. And that was the lever we used to get the, uh, the drainage stopped. All right, I gave you the last word because you Thanks, wanted to Jean. talk about that. Thanks for coming in. We'll continue it on the radio. Thanks for having me. Good to Attorney, see you. Attorney General Peter Narona.